0: Welcome to another episode of *Line of Succession*. I'm Kinsley, here I'm joined by my co-host Spencer. Spencer, how are you?
1: Doing fine. i excited to talk *Succession* after how long has
0: it been? We are almost two years from the end of season three, and we are about to start season four. We are back with you here on the *Line of Succession* podcast feed because a season four trailer has dropped. Spencer and I have watched it. Spencer, what are your immediate reactions from the season four trailer of *Succession*?
1: It immediately feels successioning immediately just each of the characters seems exactly on point of where i left them it's great to see tom just in even rare tom form with some of the lines and quotes they, they focused on in this particular trailer i'm left not knowing exactly what the season's going to be about which i suppose is what the ideal teaser trailer should do other than it's going to be a direct extension of what we last saw of where still the, the various children are trying to take down their dad for various and competing reasons they're trying there's Possible debate on whether the deal that uh, Logan arranged that kind of cut them out and screwed them over at the end of last season will be tanked in some shape or form. Other than that, we don't really know. Other than that, everyone is acting as they have for the last few seasons, and it's going to be glorious to see them just talking rooms with each other.
0: I mean, I think that they set up pretty well for what season four would be, which is the execution or lack thereof of the deal to sell Waystar Royco to this guy who I think he's a, a Spotify stand in, maybe somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like because that 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 type of deal to sell this multi billion dollar, you know, publicly traded company would take a, take a, yeah take a long time to work out right. So I think that there's a lot of meat on that bone, and it does seem like from the trailer that there's going to be a concerted effort by the children to try to stop the deal because we do have a, a moment where Roman is talking to the guy who is Magnus or whatever that guy's name is, who's the um yeah. the head of, uh the company that. Logan's going to sell to, and he's telling Roman like, Hey, are you trying to take the deal? Are you trying to stop this? So probably the children are trying to continuing to try to stop the deal. Mm-hmm. I know they ended season three from a perspective of Logan cut them out. He's able to do the deal because of his deal with the devil with Tom. It looks like Logan and Tom from the trailer anyway, are still on, on some However, Tom is Shiv or not. Uh, that is, that's problematic. Uh, that'll be fun to watch because Here's the thing. Here's the thing I worry about, Tom. Some Grip great, one thing. Some great Tom quotes, right? We had the mm. is, it's like Israeli Israel and Palestine, but harder and much more important. Mm-hmm. The I'm heartened by that. I'm very heartened. A lot of times with these shows that get really popular or at least get written about a lot, the writers and the producers tend to start reading their own reviews and they start to to hear what fans like and they start to write to that my worry mm-hmm. is that they've heard that we all like the silly tom quotes we enjoy tom games, and that we're, we instead then he's going to become a caricature of what he used to be because those lines used to be gravy they weren't the, the main course for tom right most of the time tom was just a bumbling idiot every once in a while he had this sort of really funny line that you would make a lot of the episode or whatever that's my worry that they're going to go overboard with the Tom stuff.
1: It'll be curious to see. I think any show that runs for more than a few seasons tends towards the, the, the classic TV trope term is Flanderization of where they focus on one of the quirky aspects of the character, the ones that stand out in the fan mind and they make is that the from entire the Simpsons. That is from, so from the Simpsons where Flanders was originally a relatively normal dude. That was also a religious Christian. And then it became only that was the only thing about his character for years. And I think every show tends that direction. If we watch a character like, you know, Season one, relative normal balance, got a couple quirks. Season eight, they are nothing but the quirks and the oddities to the point they're no longer normal, functional human being. Like, you know, did you ever watch Scrubs? Yeah. Season one JD versus season eight JD are a non-recognizable difference in a character in terms of how they jump, whatever else. And that's a show I like, but it's a that it, it happens all the damn time. It's a, it's really curious to see, because I think everyone loves Tom's lines. The, like the water cooler talk about succession is always just what Tom did this episode. Among everything because yeah. he's, he's very much a standout character. The actor has done wonderfully with respect to him. He is one of the highlights of the show. Is this them just leaning into that fact in terms of just advertising that, okay, everybody loves Tom. It's been a couple years. Let's focus on Tom in the trailer. Or are they going to highlight that now to the detriment of, of everything that's on the show? Can't say at this point, but it's a reasonable enough concern. Once we're now getting into season four of an established product. I think they've done a decent enough job of doing the balance previously with respect to the characters of where they seems like, not only have they maintained a certain element of continuity, where they have changed has fallen in the, in, the, in the realms of reasonable growth. Growth that's actually depicted on screen as characters go through a certain degree of arcs. Tom breaking up with Shiv or separating from Shiv, we've always viewed as kind of a key aspect of that arc. And so that'll be the most interesting thing for this season of where they go with respect to that as he tries to chart some territory of his own.
0: I want to address something we get a lot of feedback from our fans who say that I've mispronounced Shiv's name early on I called her Shib mm-hmm. Shibon a lot of people a lot of people do pronounce that sure. Shibon um that name it's a Jewish name a lot of people do pronounce that or uh, Shibon uh, mm-hmm. I understand that in the show they're calling her Shiv so thanks everybody for the feedback I will be calling her Shiv from now on so we can all calm down about that shift got it is, shiv is
1: it um, jewish i thought it was irish
0: uh yeah maybe maybe i got that wrong i i have heard i've heard the name shibon could be both with a b um before but uh they they've clearly and, and it's clear in the show that they call it shiv so i, I will be changing to shiv you got it mm-hmm. done done deal uh so let's switch to so that's kind of our reactions from the from the the trailer i think it's a really successful trailer in the sense mm-hmm. that it doesn't give a lot away about the plot I don't, I wouldn't want them to do that. It just lets you know, and like you started out the podcast, it's going to continue being very succession-y. All the main characters are back. But one thing we did learn is that um, my favorite Roy um, is going to get married. <laughs> uh, oh boy, getting married. Uh, so I guess she's going through with it, which is really sort of surprising because there was certainly some hesitation from her in the marriage proposal toward the end of that season. Hmm. Uh, so we got that going, but let's switch from, from, from what we saw in the trailer to what we want to see in the season. Uh, because, you know, I, I've always, my concern is that they're going to the Flanderization, that they're going to do that. Um, what are things before we talk about what you want to see in the season? What are things that you really don't want to see that would turn you off that week by week, you'd be coming here saying, I'm really disappointed well, in that season.
1: I think the key question to ask with that is, do we believe this is the last season? Cause they've flirted Constantly with the idea of whether there would be four or five seasons on this show. I was even googling it right now, and the, the debate was whether this is going to be a four or five season show. Do we know any better now? Has there been an update or clarity in that regard about is this the last season? Do they know?
0: No updates, which makes me think it's not the last season.
1: That, that's my assumption because it seems like just from a pure marketing standpoint,
0: you would. If this was that,
1: the yeah. last season, that. that the first trailer would be emphasizing that the final season. The right. Five
0: I think it's. I think it. I think they're going to stretch it to five. Would be my guess because they they would clearly come. On, come on, man. You you have you would have to if they know this is the final season, they'd let us know.
1: Well, then I don't want this season just to tread water. Uh, I think some things we talked about. One of the, a mild concern I've had on succession previously is that some of the seasons, some of the times, just feel like they're repeating themselves in terms of what the characters are going through, or they're just kind of resetting themselves based on a dramatic event that happened at the end of the last season, which is common enough in TV, whatever else. But I think this show is better than that. So I, I don't. Since this is not the last season, since it's in many ways just continuing a war that's been building up over time. I want the characters to continue to actually progress. I don't want them to just tread water. I don't want this just to be, oh, let's do a highlight reel of all the all the things you like about Succession. I want this to go in a direction. I want this to have a multi-season arc, and I want it to ha- be building towards if season five is the last one, which, much as I love the show, I hope it is. Five seasons is a good way to go out here. Yeah, you're,
0: you're well arrows. known on the Mangum Talks podcast network of wanting your favorite shows to end quickly. You, I want... want them to go away. <laughs>
1: I soon want as soon as
0: Spencer likes starts liking a show, it's got to go. I
1: don't. I don't like seasonal rot. I don't like a show I love to see it just decay needlessly. I want them to stick to a plan and execute it well. So, yeah, but
0: like, but here's my cart counter: is that this show never like? So let's take House of the Dragon for instance, right? House of the Dragon is about a thing. It's about a civil war between the Targaryens, right? This show was never about a thing. So it would seem like if there is going to be a show that would go six, seven, eight seasons or whatever, this would be the model for it because it was never about a contained plot. It was just here's the family. Let's tell you what's going on with them.
1: I, I don't know that's what, well that's entirely true. The name of the show is Succession. The point of the show, the thing that's been the the focus point from season one going forward, is the transition of power from Logan Roy into some future, being his children or something else. I feel if you just keep drawing that out, if it keeps being a light at the end of the tunnel rather than something that's addressed front and center and reaches some degree of resolution, it's just going to be you know planets circling each other without any degree of conclusion. It's just going to it's just going to be the same thing shown over and over again in different ways. Now, I think that's an aspect of the theme. I think there's a certain aspect of to what degree are these characters you know the mouse reaching for the cheese and getting electrocuted and then doing it again. Um, but it would get old to me it would get repetitive, it would get predictable, and I don't want the show to be predictable in that kind of way. I like that it continues to surprise me. I like that I'm invested in where the characters are going and the problems they're going through and aspects of growth that we're seeing in them and what they could ultimately accomplish. I'm not going to care as much if they keep on either drawing that out well, they or add... if they just act like, you know, hollow shells of the characters that I've seen before.
0: Right, that, that would bother me, right, if the writing got stale or bad or whatever, but as long as the writing's good. I mean, you could even have a situation where, like... Kendall takes over. He becomes the, you have a season of Kendall as the lead. And then of course he flames out and then, you know, Siobhan takes over Shiv, S-H-I-V. Okay. Shiv takes over. I mean, like succession doesn't have to be just the Logan beyond like logan to the next they could keep it going if the if the actors are there willing to do it if there's still meat on the bone if the writing is still good i'm 100 with you if the writing starts to get bad let's let's well, end it but i don't want to end that's... i don't want to end a show just because they've hit a number like you don't have to end it just because it's season four or five if there's still story to tell tell it
1: I, and this is a, i think a point that you and i differ on of where i will take three seasons of great over eight seasons of good any day of the week, I will take three pristine seasons over more material that is still solid, but is not as is not just pristine. I think it's just a, diff, a difference in preference. The thing you just highlighted there, if they do a, a, the transition away from Logan and somebody else steps into the role, I would not be in as much. If 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 they actually do like you know a multi generational dynastic focus of succession or at least like different focus about who's now holding the crown, I would not be as invested or interested in the show. I, I would start to trail out to a certain degree. It, 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 maybe the writing will be good enough to keep me involved. Or whatever else, but I feel like my level of interest would start to die.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to convince you otherwise. Um, uh, I, I think there's, I think there's still a what, lot of story to tell. Uh,
1: what, what, what are you most afraid of for this season? What, what, what would put you off?
0: If they, if it became, it, so the, the thing I always liked about Succession is that it was absurdist. I thought it. We had this whole conversation at the start of the podcast about if it was comedy or not, right? I don't want it to become too funny. Like that. what's great about the show sure. is that it, it's a it's a comedy that parades as a drama. Like continue the drama, continue the family drama. Let all that go, and then the, let the comedy be more subversive. Don't let the comedy be overt. If the comedy becomes overt, if it's it becomes an overtly absurdist show, then you're you've you've tipped the poker hand and it's mm-hmm. too obvious at that point. And then I would be okay with, with ending it, but I don't, I'm not, a, I, I don't, I don't want to end a show just cause it hits to, it hits to a certain number. Like I, mm. I you know, I, it, just cause we, we start hitting three or four seasons. I'm not like starting to hanker for it to end unless it starts to suck. Right. Like, I mean, I think that like a good example of a show that me that went, uh, you know, more than three or four seasons that, for me, still was always good was, was the West wing. Now, a lot of people will say that after Aaron Sorkin left, it started to suck or whatever. But like the last season of the West wing to me was one of the most intriguing that they had where they did one whole season, which was a presidential campaign. Now, clearly this the point of the show was the Bartlett administration. And then their last season, they have a presidential election has nothing to do with Jed Bartlett. So they've let, <laughs> they've left the scope, right? But it was still good television. I was still in on it. And that, you know, I guess would be a differing factor with me and a lot of other people who would probably say that after season three or four succession or whatever, Aaron Sorkin left, well, they could have ended it.
1: But I, I think you would agree that seasons five, six, and seven of that show, as much as I enjoy the show, were a step down. Were not not, not as high quality writing out as interesting plots. Would, would you agree on that statement? Which is, I think, the, the more common fan consensus.
0: No, I think it was about the really? same. Yeah, I think it was about the same. I think nah, that I think that there's either. a tendency on some people and, you, and, and there's a bias for some people. And I would, I would say it's you, you, you may disagree with it, but I, I think that, that once you, once you hit a certain number, you start thinking it's going to suck. And then, it, and I, then it starts <laughs> because yeah, right now you're already planning for succession to start sucking before that you even seen four or five six, you're like, no, once it reaches past three or four, it's going to start being bad.
1: No. I, I, per, I personally think all evidence of the fact that I do that day to day in all measure of my life, far outside of television, I think that in no way reflects in my television watching whatsoever. No, I don't I anticipate so. things are going to fail. I don't anticipate things are going to go bad. I don't I don't bring the general pessimistic black cloud that follows me everything into my media watching. It, I, the assumptions on your part.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, that bears out in a lot of the media that we cover, right? Because like, I think you're at a point now with Star Wars where there's an assumption that anything they're creating is superfluous. they gotta prove they gotta prove necessary? themselves it's not necessary they shouldn't be doing it and it's all bad right that's the that's the starting point and then they have to get past that whereas i think you know if you it, with the show hopefully if you if you just come to it <coughs> watching it like it, you it, watch season one hopefully it keeps the quality but again i was a, just, i was a little concerned with a, with the number of Wam Wom, tom tom Womsgam lines it, in the in the trailer it made me think they're going to go a little bit too comedy
1: it, it, they were good lines. They were funny to see. We laughed when we saw them. Sure, of course. They cannot be the o- the, the only aspect of the show. Yes. If the if the show, I mean, that, that's always the fine line with with comedy. Are you characters saying funny things, doing funny moments, or are if you cross the line to being just silly or not even taking yourself seriously? Which, once you've gone in that gone in, gone in that direction, it can work if the show is built around that. Otherwise it's just distracting and no, and no one's investing as much in what you're doing. Yeah. I will I, say in defense of my particular perception of television, it does mean that I recognize shit faster than you do. Cause I think you can still be defensive of something you're invested in longer.
0: That may be the case. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think, I think, I think shit might be a harsh term, but like something that maybe has is crap, in, maybe, maybe dropped in quality. Sure. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think in this case, it's a moot point because I think that they're not going to do the show without Brian Cox and Brian Cox is in his early eighties. They're not going to do this show for that much longer because the main character is too old to do television or to keep working. So I think, the you're gonna, I think you're going to get your, I think you're going to get your wish here. I think it'll be probably a season five ending maybe because you're not going to get 10 more years of Brian Cox. Sorry folks. That's just aging.
1: Now and we've talked about that before, but early on in the show, they, they said pointedly, we're not going to do more than five seasons. That was one of the things they marketed themselves in. I think to appeal to fans like me that are like, ah, don't let it rot. Have a clear plan. Be, be an architect, not a gardener kind of thing. I, I, I don't see, I don't think <laughs> as much pressure as HBO may trying to give them because it was a great word of mouth show whenever else, I think they're going to stick to that. And I'm, and I'm looking forward to the idea that this has been planned out from the get go and see how that executes. I don't know what the end resolution is going to be. The show is consistently defied my expectations there, but the thought, the fact that somebody has thought about that originally, rather than it's going to write that fresh, just based on where they've now ended up is reassuring to me.
0: I think there's only one answer to where the show is going. And that is that Waystar Royco really fails. Like they I don't think
1: burn everything down.
0: Yeah. I don't think there's any, any world in which it, peaceful, there's a peaceful transition of power and Waystar is successful for another 30 years under Kendall or Shiv or Roman. Like I think, it's got to just explode and and fail. Like that's where it's going to me. It
1: it would be within most within what we've shown so far, most within the overall themes, most within, like you said, the kind of light satire that the show is exploring. It would make the most sense if they effectively salt their own field to win that if in their effort, just to get their piece of the pie, prove that this little bauble is theirs, prove that they're entitled to this. They end up destroying their own empire. That would that, that 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 would be in my mind a expected and satisfying outcome, but probably the most predictable. In a way I would not at all judge or look down on.
0: And I think that most people expect that, like or most people who follow the show closely, they expect that. And that's why I thought that the Cruise scandal was such a beautiful red herring. Because mm. it was we, know, we people who follow the show I think assume that it's going to end with Waystar exploding. That was a chance for Waystar to explode, but it didn't, right? So it was mm-hmm. it was like a really successful red herring because it was like, oh, I think the show's about to end. This thing's happening.
1: Played on, and then
0: yeah, and then it like then all of a sudden Logan's like, ah, talk to the president. It's all fine. Something will happen, which will make the the firm explode. It'll probably be like financial or something in nature that Logan can't just you know resolve. If he, you know if it goes if they don't if there's no money left or there's no consumer base or there's no revenue or whatever, then the, Logan can't just fix it with a conversation. I well, think that's where it's ultimately going. Well, um,
1: it's, it's one of the things we talked about, though, is that Logan's selling. We described that in the end of the last season. That is, in, in, by some manner, effectively a loss. He's acknowledging the world is changing. He's acknowledging they don't necessarily have a role in it. He's acknowledging they're behind the times and he's trying to get out and get his money while he can. That is a certain measure of loss that he's framing as a victory here. So there's an aspect of that that could be explored as well. Is that the kids only goal here is power. They want to so, rule this
0: thing. It, it depends, right? The answer is sure. it depends because I think what Logan's been doing is stringing his children along and I don't think he ever meant to turn over power to any of them. And if that's the case, then selling when you are ready to retire, like if you're a first generation business owner and you have no ki- no desire to turn the child, to turn the business over to a second and command a lieutenant, a child or whatever. Then selling right before you retire and getting billions of dollars is the, a standard for success. That's like what, if you were building a business for your own personal, not, not, not to live on in perpetuity, but the business is a conduit for my own personal success, which I think it is for Logan, then I think it's a successful thing, right? Like, but if he ever had truly planned for Waystar to be something that outlives him to be this this a legacy yeah a legacy to, to hand it over to his children then yes i think that this when he's calling this a win then then it, it's actually a failure
1: and I, I, I lean towards the second category for two reasons one i think he is fundamentally disappointed in his children i think i think he <laughs> I, always, would say, I would just say just so. you know you know I, what I, and I, in defense I'm of logan right he does
0: he does have some grounds for that i think
1: <laughs> they find new ways to disappoint him yes So I think there's an aspect of it where he always... He (laughs) built this with the assumption. He built this with the, of course, that's what I'm playing. Maybe even just like front and center in his mind, that this would be a legacy, that this would go to my children, because that's what I do. That's what I represent. And he's been disappointed and doesn't feel like they still can do it. I think that's that's one reason. It's also coupled with... I also think that with his ego, with his love of this power, he can't imagine a world of Waystar that he's not running. And between those two... I think that ends up with the idea that the fact that he's selling probably long before he actually wants to. I think he he does not want to just retire into his money. I don't think that's what gives him any degree of fulfillment or power or anything else. And the fact that he's doing so without accomplishing what was probably always in his head at the forefront, his goal of his family legacy, whatever else, doing this for my family, as he always loves to say in interviews, whatever else, I view that as a loss. I think I, I can't see that with how I'm reading the character for either of those competing goals, selling out to a third party is a success. I think that's yeah. a consolation prize.
0: Yeah. Maybe I, that's what makes the show so beautiful is you just don't know what Brian, uh, what Logan's sure. motivations are and, and where he's coming from. Because I think a lot of first generation business owners would tell you selling for a billion billions of dollars right before you retire is successful, but you know, he, he you're right. In that you're providing some textual evidence that he has talked a lot about it being a family business and wanting to pass it on to his children, et cetera, et cetera. But his Could children just do, be marketing. His children do suck, though. Um, <laughs> not uh, as
1: much. Not as much, or not for the reasons he thinks. They have their problems. They have their foibles. But there's, there's a degree of built-in, like you said, with me judging television shows. <laughs> he has a built-in view on his children that they have to actually work again. A headwind, as it were.
0: Yeah, he's got the fundamental problem that a lot of people do who have children. Um, who have been successful. They go, well, you haven't worked as hard for this as I have. I did. You, you know, you've had it easy and you know, that the the, the easy response to that is always, well, isn't that the goal for the next generation, right? Our goal for the next generation is that they don't have it as hard as we do, that they have it easier, that they are more successful, but there's this built and we just see it play out through generations after generations that like people will tell you, yes, I want a better life for my child. But as soon as that better life starts to materialize, they get resentful that that life looks easier than what they had It's this twisted cognitive yeah. dissonance that so many generations have and it looks like it plays out really well with logan
1: i agree it's a, it's a level of built in resentment that he is aware of I think, I think logically he's an intelligent guy to be aware of it, but can't overcome it in terms of viewing his children. Also just the fundamental aspect that they're not him they're they're aspects of him they're you know the, the three, the three faces of fate, of fate the three aspects of a, of a Freudian ego, but or ego, superego, and id, but um, or even the three, you know, emotional complexes of Greek tragedy, but they're not in any individual form what he wanted, what he viewed as a worthy successor, because they're just not a mirror image of himself.
0: I, uh, I on this podcast feed, I've talked a lot about my love of Kendall Roy and how I thought Kendall should take over the business. I will say after the events of season three. I would like to personally right now announce to all of a, all of our listeners. Who, who, who's your horse? Who are you I no longer believe Kendall should take over the company. Uh, shocker that after season three, I don't think that anymore, but they really tanked any sense of sophistic- sophistication, ability, responsibility that Kendall might have. They just put that right in the toilet in season three. I would say that right now my, my, my number one in the power rankings for who should take over from Logan is Roman, not necessarily because of Roman's personal skill, but because of Roman's ability to form partnerships with people who have skill. Mm-hmm. He works with, um, who's that guy with Jerry of, of Jerry, of course, but also Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, he's even teamed with Tom a little bit and Connor Roman seems more capable of forming partnerships because none of these kids are capable of. are are very capable on their own. They're all fuck ups. So whoever takes over needs to pull in a pretty big circle of trust of other people to help them. I think Roman's the one showing that he can do that.
1: I think he's also showed his dad and show the people that he's willing to work for it. Like Kendall was willing to work for it back in the day. He went through all the steps, whatever else, but he's just such a broken human being that he constantly trips over himself. Roman hasn't displayed that as much before, but he's willing to display it now in a way that Shiv just fundamentally isn't from what we've seen. Now he
0: cannot be sending his penis to his coworkers. It that has it, got it, it, to stop immediately. I, I want I know that I know I'm breaking new ground here, but I'd like to say that the Makeup Talks podcast does not support that behavior. Mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm, think he mm-hmm. needs to change that immediately if he's going to have a future in Waystar Roadco.
1: I would take his phone away from him. I don't I would not allow him to actually have a phone himself. He's going to be dedicated assistant that is managing his cell phone. And that's just going to be what that is going forward.
0: Voice memos. That's all he can do.
1: <laughs> no, no, they, not even those. Too, they don't, too, too they don't go anywhere. Too much power.
0: They no, They go They don't go anywhere. Internal voice memos that then get filtered, uh, before they're sent anywhere by a third party. Uh, yeah, he, that's that they're all screwed through screw ups to a certain extent. I don't hate Shiv. Like a lot of our listeners think I hate Shiv. I don't hate Shiv. I just think that she has too much confidence in her own ability. Roman at least knows that he's not that smart. Uh, that's Mm -hmm. really, sometimes that's a real benefit in the world more like more than having ability it's knowing where you don't have ability. Mm -hmm. This can be, it can be a real strength. So that's where I start the season. So now we'll transition to the last part of the discussion, which is what I want to see, what would make me happy in the season. Um, And I think I would like to see real plot progression. Like you've talked about, Yeah. like, I don't want them to dither on this sale for 10 episodes. The sale either happens or doesn't happen. And then they jump into something else. And then that happens. I'd like to see people leave the company or maybe even characters die. Like I want to see things happen. Like don't have, I I know succession is successful because people sit in rooms and talk, but that needs to be around real plot advancement for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Here's a practical question. Let's say it's a five. Let's say they are sticking to a five episode format or five season format um some shows have done a style of the actual overall plot resolves a season earlier and then the last season is effectively the the aftermath the wasteland the baggage though where where the characters now end up do you think that's a, a possible bet for this season or do you think that this will the, the climactic point will be episode 9 or episode 10 and then, then exit to black
0: i'd five. like to i'd like to shoot the gap right i'd like if they're going to do one more season and that that be the last season i'd like the big climactic thing to be about episode four of season five
1: you can give a few seasons to breathe afterwards
0: give you episode a few episodes to breathe. To breathe. yeah I, yeah but i don't need a full season to breathe afterwards i feel like that would get boring <clears throat> that would be almost unnecessary <clears throat> i think you could um you could do build up to whatever the thing is going to be toward the end of the season, have four or five episodes to resolve that going into the next season, and then four or five episodes to see your way out. Uh, yeah. that, would, that, would do, that would work for me.
1: I'm straight with you right there. I want the season to have plot progression. I want things to be accomplished. I want characters to have arcs and growth and change, building up to a last season which hasn't fully resolved the overarching plot of Succession. And leaves itself room to breathe at the end where it's not just a resolution in the last second of, you know, episode 10. It's not it's not a uh, Sopranos of where, you know, the screen just cuts to black in the last second, mid, midway, midway through the Ugh, kind of thing.
0: Please don't give me that. No. Um,
1: but I, I do want, I, I, I would agree with you that if the full, like the plot, the main point of succession resolves, and then it's just where the characters end up and talking with them and meeting and going different directions for the last season... That would almost be masturbatory. I feel like that would be a little bit just too self-absorbed in themselves to do it that way. But if we have some breathing room at the end, if we do a lot of plot progression, if the overarching point resolves with a few episodes to spare, I think that'd be the right balance. I think that would work out well and give a lot of time to accomplish what they want to do rather than either rushing it or just dawdling
0: I think one of the things that could be interesting is if they do go through a Shiv Tom divorce in season four. That I'm would with it, yeah. That would be interesting. I mean, I think they've built, they've certainly laid the groundwork for that. I think it'd be interesting to see maybe Kendall exit the picture. Kendall decide to do something else. Uh, I I have a tough time because of, uh, my personal interest, not comparing the succession family to the McMahon family that runs WWE (laughs) and, uh, Shane McMahon, uh, Shane McMahon, son of Vince McMahon decided I'm just out. Like, I'll just, I'm just going to go like, I'm going to go run gas stations. I'm going to go run a music business, um, modeling agency, a talent agency, something else that would make sense for him. I don't think it makes sense for him to continue to be grasping for power in a vortex where he has no chance anymore. I think it would be kind of cool to see him just kind of exit stage left to go do something else. While the real battle for who takes over whatever's left away, Waystar Royco comes down to Shiv and Roman.
1: I think a conclusion we've reached for almost every one of these characters is that the best thing that they could do for their ongoing emotional, well-being, health, and you know growth and improvement as a person is just not, just think about what you're doing and don't do that. Just, just stop it. I think we've got to reach that conclusion for a lot of these characters.
0: Yeah. Shiv, you're not, you, 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 ca- you are capable of learning things. You don't have all the knowledge of the universe in your head right now. Oh, Roman, stop sending, stop sending your penis to coworkers. Kendall, you have no future in this company. Go somewhere else. Uh, Logan. Uh, well, J- just die. Die, I like, guess. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I was going to say retire, but you were right. When that caused me pause there as you were right. I don't think he's going to like money's no object to him. So spending money doesn't give him any sort of euphoria anymore. I think the only thing that makes him happy is work. So I think he's going to work probably work till he does. Maybe that, maybe that's what you do. Maybe that maybe the season three season episode three, four of season five, you kill, you kill Logan, uh, the stock tanks because he dies with no succession, Mm-hmm. Plan, which would be the ultimate irony, right? Is that you've you've spent five seasons on this and he actually mm-hmm. ha- ends up with no succession plan, which takes the stock, tanks the company, and then there's nothing left for them to inherit. That would be kind of a cool ending.
1: Yeah, if he actually dies before the deal goes through, the stock price tanks, it breaches the term of the contract for the sale, whatever else, the sale backs out and they're just left now running something that is valueless, that is dying, that is flubbering about. Because there wasn't a good the-
0: succession plan.
1: Yes, because they were... <laughs>
0: be perfect. That would be pretty great. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I know that. I've really enjoyed... I'll tell you what I enjoyed about this podcast feed is that this more so than maybe any other show that we have done, I had to drag you along. You were not excited about doing this show, and then you started to realize what it was and kind of got into it as we went along, which was a lot of fun for me.
1: It took me about three or four episodes of season one where you had to actively, after each episode, like, okay, come on. You're having fun talking about it. It's going to be great. Just stick with it. And about few episodes of the season i was like okay yeah you were right fuck you but yeah you were right let's keep
0: going which the inverse is happening right now where we are watching a show on hbo called the last of us which i am not interested i don't like the zombie trope i'm not into it and you have drugged me along and we're now in episode three and going to episode four and it is starting to turn the corner for me. It is a show that like, while I don't like the general premise of it, I would prefer it be about something else. They're telling a story good enough that it's got my interest. So it's kind of the inverse of what happened with Succession, where you've mm-hmm. drugged me along and I'm starting to get into it. We're- so you can check that out over on a podcast feed called Mangum Talks to The Last of Us. We're doing that week by week right now until that season one ends. When that season one ends, we'll take a couple week break. We'll jump right into Succession season four and we'll be with you every single week of Succession season four. That bad boy debuts... On March 26th, and we will be with you that Tuesday night every week after that. It's 10 weeks. So Spencer, get ready for 10 weeks of succession right in the heart of 2020. Proper
1: seasons. Screw these season, these six-episode seasons everybody's running with nowadays. 10 episodes. Room to breathe.
0: So I look forward to it. Thanks, everybody, for listening, for be, still being subscribed to this podcast feed. Hope you'll join us for season four. It'll be a lot of fun going through it week by week. Spencer, look forward to it. Thanks a lot for doing the podcast. And if you want to listen to us in the interim, you can go over to Mangum Talks, The Last of Us, and listen to us review The Last of Us, which airs every Sunday at 9 p.m. on HBO for the next seven weeks. Spencer and I will be here doing that one. So until we're back with you for season four of Succession, take it easy, everybody. See ya.